listening to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on Night of the Living Geeks Network. Episode 139, The Saranga Conundrum. What a name. My name is John, and joining me this week, as he does every week, is my good friend Taylor. Taylor, how's that extra hour treating you? Um, have I ever mentioned that I absolutely hate <laughs> Daylight Savings Time? Uh, yes, I think every year. I probably have. It completely messes with my sleep cycle, messes with like when I have lunch at work, because I'm totally thrown off. It's like we're back an hour, but my body suddenly feels like we're two hours ahead. I don't know what's going on anymore. Plus... I've got that sexy radio voice post nasal drip thing going on. Oh boy! Yep, Every, I know this is a a yearly thing, but you sound it, fine right much. now. I'm just oh well, good. Yeah, good. I'm I'm trying not to uh, push my voice too hard. I'm a little closer to the mic. I've got water and cough drops nearby, so you know I just did a thumbs up, and nobody can see that. Because <laughs> that's how tired I am. Oh boy! I really I. I'd go for a coffee right now, honestly. Something just warm on my throat. Oh, well, there you go. You bring out that... Uh, that AeroPress. Yeah, the air, the old AeroPress. I got to... <laughs> Podcastco, brought to you by the AeroPress. Look them up, folks. Those are awesome. I got to bring that out of, out of the retirement. Yes, back, indeed. Back into my life. I should just bring it into the office, but I don't think we have a thing. Oh, no, we have... Ho- oh, man. That upped my game pretty hard. I'd stop making coffee for everyone else. But anyway, this is not a coffee... <laughs> podcast not yet not not yet uh we got a a slew of who news we do including some late breaking stuff yeah uh let's let's dive into this shall we yeah for sure so the first issue of the 13th doctor comic drops on wednesday of this week that is november 7th for those of you playing along at home so go pick up one of the like almost two dozen different covers i think they're doing i think they're just overwhelming us with cover choices yes that's fine yeah i'm cool with that i'm gonna run down to uh black cat over in milpitas on my lunch break and and pick up a copy yeah do it do it i i think i will uh i will go to one of my local shops as well where wherever there is there is one i know of some but i just can't remember them off the top of my head right now we'll blame the time change right yes all right perfect well, just in time to record, we've actually got uh, titles and synopses for episodes seven and eight, because otherwise we get to the end of this episode and be like, next week, something. Oh, yeah. Um, and I have to say, I'm, I'm excited for episode seven, just based... I'm excited for both these episodes. I mean, both these episodes sound really good. Uh, but yeah, they do. Is called Kerblam, which might be the most exciting Doctor Who episode title ever. Yes. Um, a mysterious pa- message arrives in a package addressed to the doctor, leading her, Graham, Yaz, and Ryan to investigate the warehouse moon Ooh. orbiting Kandoka. I would work And there. the home of the galaxy's largest retailer, Kerblam. Oh, boy. Um, I can see in the, the still they have in the background, you can see it says Kerblam on something. I'm not sure what it is. Yeah, a box or something. I've got a feeling we'll, we'll probably have, since we've kind of had a send-up of 45 already, um, I think we're going to get a send-up of Jeff Bezos. Oh. I think this is going to be like an Amazon. That's my guess. I'm totally just guessing that. I'm looking up uh, 
the the man who wrote this episode. Yes, Pete McTighe. Yeah, I just want to see what else he is uh he has done, but it doesn't look like um he's an Aussie, I know that much. Yeah. Glitch Neighbors Nowhere Boys. I'm just wondering what kind of it looks like it's comedic, honestly. Yeah. So we'll see. I, I we'll see. We'll we'll see. <laughs> oh boy. <sighs> we'll oh see. boy. And episode episode eight, The Witch Finders. I love that name. Uh, I know, right? So the Doctor Ryan Graham and Yaz arrive in seventeenth century Lancashire and become embroiled in a witch trial run by the local landowner. As fear stalks the land, the arrival of King James the First, played by Alan Cumming. Yeah. Only serves to intensify the witch hunt. But is there something even more dangerous at work? Probably. Can the doctor and her friends keep the people of Bilehurst Crag, great name, safe from all the forces that are massing in the land? Most likely, but there'll probably be some deaths because, you know, statistically speaking, yeah. Do you think this little kid in the still is going to get it? Um, Hopefully not. not. Probably not. (laughs) hopefully not i mean i remember our shock when that happened in uh thin ice oh yes and we're like whoa they they kill a kid oh yeah that happened remember that yeah the as i call them the good old days no i'm just kidding oh i'm kidding i'm kidding partially kidding i feel feel a shoot week brewing kidding all right children should always live in shows well, yes, unless it's I the thought, lovely bones, then I you don't you have were a book. Comparing the Moffat era to no, the no, 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 oh, no. Gotcha, gotcha. My bad, my bad. No, not fair to do that yet. All righty. At least at this minute. <laughs> well, um, coming, I believe, later this year, uh, the British Film Institute will be debuting a uh, a little ten minute bit. Uh, a bit. It makes it sound like they're doing stand-up comedy. Sorry, no. <laughs> um, an animated mini... Well, it says mini-episode, but it is part of the first episode of Wheel in Space. Oh! Um, which which is long lost uh, uh, to history. Um, it is an event that they call Missing Believed Wiped. Yeah, that seems to be the case with a lot of their things. Yeah. Um, so the, it looks like the folks who did the animation for power of the Daleks and Shada, um, have pulled together, uh, 10 minutes worth of episode one of this six part story. Um, only parts two and six, uh, actually still exist. Yeah. Two and six are the only ones. Everything else is that, that sweet, sweet still frames or fragments. Yeah. So maybe someday we'll get the, the fully. Well, mostly two thirds animated yeah. version of the Wheel in Space. I seem to remember owning the Target novelization of Wheel in Space when I was a kid. Huh? Going way back, all my Target novels are sadly long since gone. So I'm reading uh, just a note from the production. Yeah. Uh, this is my, fa- I think, one of my favorite Doctor Who notes I've ever seen. Uh, the space suits worn by Jamie and Zoe, previously se- uh, Zoe, sorry, previously seen in the Tenth Planet. Uh, were later used as costumes in Star Wars, A New Hope, and Empire Strikes Back, nice. most famously worn by Bosk, the bounty hunter. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Bosk that... on a Segway. Have you heard that mm-hmm, song? Mm-hmm. Yes, I know exactly which spacesuit <laughs> you're talking about. <laughs> that is the good stuff right there. Isn't it great? Anyhow. 
Yeah. Um, so the Paternoster gang is reuniting for big finish. This is great. Everybody send up a cheer. This is great, but not great for friend of the show, Mike, who unfortunately will never stop owning. Like, there will never be a lull for him. No. He will never get a break. No. This there should be fun. Point. Oh, yeah. No, this is this is great. I mean, I always liked them. I, any episode that they're in, I was always entertained by. Um, so I, I can't wait to see what they are going to get up to in 2019 and 2020. And I mean, I wonder, there was rumors they were going to get a spinoff, right? I, I think that was more fan hope was than fan actual hope? rumor. Mm-hmm. Well, here it um, is. But but yeah, this is. I think this might be as close as we're going to get uh, for an actual spinoff, and I'm all on board for it. As am I. As am I. So, and don't forget, folks, we'll have links to all this stuff in the show notes. Don't feel like you got to sit here and, and write everything down. Um, so earlier today, io9 um, had a nice little piece that kind of mirrored my feelings about just accepting the fact that, look, not all Doctor Who episodes are going to be utterly amazing. It's not going to be breaking new ground every single week, and that's okay. Um, the, the article is titled, I think I'm ready for Doctor Who to stop proving that it's Doctor Who. I saw I saw that as I was uh, compiling notes, mm-hmm. and I think I said here here. Yeah, I mean it's. I have feelings about this. I mean, if we were breaking new ground and being something just blow our minds out of the water every single week, that would become commonplace. Yeah, it never happened in classic Who. You know, I think I think in the article they make the 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 comparison of like the ribose operation and City of Death. You know, mm-hmm. you're you're going to have lull episodes. You're going to have light episodes. Yes. You're going to have episodes that are, well, sleep no more. Um, feelings. What can I say? <laughs> um, and, and really, that's okay. And I've been feeling this this whole season, um, especially because we are on a podcast. We, 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 we critique Doctor Who. We, we look at it with a finer tooth comb than the average viewer. And, yes. and it's, it's very easy to go, oh, well, that wasn't very good because it doesn't meet some sort of, you know, standard that I've created in my own head because I'm looking really closely at everything. And it's okay. It's okay for an episode just to be like, all right, well, here was this trope and they did this and they've done this before. And okay, yeah, there were some plot holes and maybe they wrapped something up a little quickly, but I still had a good time. Mm-hmm. Clearly, I have feelings about this. Yes. Clearly, you and do. I, I think we'll talk gonna, through them. We will. <laughs> we're gonna, we'll talk I think these. we're going to talk through these feelings. Unfortunately, I'm not laying on a couch right now. Oh, no. um, but anyway, moving on. <laughs> uh, Screen Rant, who earlier talked yeah. about uh, the Stenza and a possible theory with the TARDIS this season. They are back with another interesting theory about season 11. This time, it's the fact that the, the villains aren't dying. Yeah. And what could that possibly mean? Um, I thought this was just reading this a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. it's it's interesting, but I mean, I don't know. I feel like if we're if we're not, they're not dying. And I in the picture they in, include guy who ran the race. I really don't think he was. A, would would you consider him a villain? Uh, he was probably as close to a villain as that story had. What about the rag things? Well, that, you know, that, again, those... those. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about... I wasn't here for that. 
No, you weren't. <laughs> you weren't. That was that was me and uh, that, that was, was you me and Mike. Mike yeah. Um, I, I don't know that I I personally saw them as a villain. I saw them as a tool created by the Stenza, who yeah. I think was much more right a right. a villain for that story, but behind the scenes villain. Okay. Um. So, but I, I would I would still argue that you know, uh, Ilan was kind of our, um. Oh my gosh, who's our Donald Sutherland in the Hunger Games? Why can I not remember his name right now? Oh, I I don't. You've come to the wrong place. Oh well, okay, it doesn't help because <laughs> we're doing Harry Potter with the kids right now, not Hunger Games. So, um, anyway, that same type of character. So. Uh, I, I think you could argue he was a villain. He wasn't, you know, necessarily a I'm out to destroy the world villain. He's like, I'm making people do crappy things for my right. entertainment kind of villain. Okay. So, I mean, this uh, is this we'll is an interesting goes. article. Yeah. I don't I, I almost feel like we we usually don't kill our villains or they I mean, sometimes they die. But I mean, if we're trying to if. We're no old villains. We need some of them to live, so they eventually come back. Well, that and that is a very good point. I mean, and and you know, granted, in in earlier modern Who, can we say that now? Has yes. it been that long? And in classic Who, yeah, obviously not all the villains die, but you know, there are some stories where they are very soundly defeated. Yeah, um, I think we can very clearly point out at least in three uh, stories so far. Um, Robertson gets away. Right. Uh, 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 Crasco, even though he's zapped away, he does technically get away. Yes. Um, granted, he might be chilling with dinosaurs. Who knows? Um, Ilan gets away. They they literally yeah. just they leave the story. So setting up that kind of pattern. Yeah, I mean, there might be something to it. We'll we'll just have to wait and see. I do. On the, there is one comment on this Screen Rant article, and mm-hmm. it says. The doctor always tries to win the day without killing the monsters. Sometimes it wasn't possible, but most yeah. of the times it was. Why That's is true. why is this so surprising? <laughs> nice. There you go. Uh, because some people need to write articles to try and get people to click on things to try and make a little money. Yeah. It's kind of what some of it comes down to. Oh yeah. Now, before we get to our last uh story on here, late Breaking this afternoon, um, a first, I think, in the history of both Podcastica and Gallifrey One. Yes. We have a guest update in time for us to record. It has happened. It has. My goodness. <laughs> we are so excited. What do we got, Taylor? What do we oh, got? Oh, man. This is... I'm I'm very excited. Uh, we, we are actually going to get at least one person... From season eleven, we have director Jamie Childs. Yes, uh, uh, signed up. Um, he's he's directing. We haven't gotten to him all yet, but he's directing four of the episodes mm-hmm. uh, from this season. And frankly, I think he's got an amazing um, eye directorially. Oh yes, uh, speaking. Um, he directed Woman Who Fell to Earth. So mm-hmm. hopefully, there's like a a live commentary. Oh, that would uh, be wonderful with him doing it. I I would be so down for that. That would be great. Um, we've got, uh, Lisa Greenwood, who's done some big finish work with Colin Baker. Yeah. So Colin Baker also going to be at Gallifrey one, uh, this year. Very excited. We've, we've got, um, Fadi Al-Sayed. Yes. Ram. 
I am in class. So excited for this. I'll, I'll just be excited if we can sit there and be like, why did all the bad, bad, bad stuff happen to Ram? I, I, I can't wait. This is, this is good stuff. Um, yeah. I, I really hope they're not trying to just get him, but they're trying to get some more. I think that would be, I need the, I need the showrunner or the writer of the big finish, uh, series. I need Oh them. yes. Gosh, I haven't listened to those yet. Oh, they haven't come out yet, I don't think. Oh, well, that's why. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> yeah, at least I don't think they've they've come out. No, no. Well, and quite honestly, it's not like I've got a Google Calendar set up with... <laughs> For the class Big Finish. For any of the Big Finish. My goodness. You know, that, that would be a, a, a smart idea, because, yeah, we talk about all this stuff, and they're talking about titles coming out in, like, 2020, 2021 now. Yeah. And oh, my like, goodness. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to look up class Big Finish just to see if they're all out. Right. Um, oh, is one of them out? One of them appears to be out. Let me see. Cool. Volume one. Oh, oh my goodness. Volume one, two, and three are, uh, they're all out. Okay. All um, right. I will have to get these because I would really like to, you can get class volumes one and two for $28 even. Okay. okay. All right. Well, good to know. So they are out, but I would like to get, um... We need to get more of the uh, the the folks from class because I think, and I I don't want to speak for you. We enjoyed it. I thought it was. Oh fun. yeah, I no, thought it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So come on, people. Anyway, go go yeah. ahead no, with no, the no. other guests. Fair, fair, fair. Um, so we we've got some uh, more people who are doing uh, vocal work for Big Finish, like Tim Trelor. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got Jody Hauser, who's working on the Thirteenth uh, Doctor comic. Yes. Um, looking, looking, looking. Some more comic people. Um, uh, Lance Parkin, who I think did some of the uh, Virgin uh, novels. Oh, awesome! From the Wilderness. Yes. Years. Um, so we've got some writers. Uh, uh, we've got Crystal D coming. Yes. Um, which is which is kind of I don't know that she's been. No, I don't. Before. I don't believe she has. But um, okay, should be very cool. I mean, she hosts the companion series, right? Yeah. So maybe yeah. she'll be uh, filming some stuff. Yeah, or or another you know um, article for Doctor Who magazine. Yeah. You know, uh, which I think being the 30th anniversary, I think that's a, a very worthwhile topic yes. to, to feature. Absolutely. Um, and then we, we've got a number of people from other um, parts of the science fiction and fantasy world uh, who will be there. Many of the ones we've had before, obviously, Chase Masterson. Yeah. Uh, back again. Um, and I'm kind of just scanning down through the names real quickly. Um, uh, Travis Ritchie, Joseph Scrimshaw. Yeah, Scrimshaw. Uh, has Scrimshaw been before? I The name rings a bell. I feel like he has, but I can't say with certainty. He has a podcast. All that is, lister, all that is listed is writer slash comedian. Yeah, he has a podcast called Obsessed, and it is very good. I suggest oh, checking cool. that out. Uh, it's a lot of fun. All right. It's nice. basically he just interviews somebody that is obsessed with a topic. Oh, and right. You've told me. One I listened before. to was um, Disneyland deaths. Yes. Someone yes, was obsessed yes. with Disneyland deaths. And yeah, it was fun. Yeah. You have told me about this one. Yeah. Very nice. good show. Very cool. 
Well, we'll have a link to that so you can look at the entire list. I know yep. we didn't cover all of them, um, but we will definitely be covering Gallifrey One. Yeah. Absolutely. So do do we want to talk? Do we want to address these Christmas episode rumors? Sure. Sure. So, I mean, I'll, from what I know is the rumors are that they've run out of Christmas things to talk about, apparently. So they're not going to be doing a Christmas episode, but they might be doing a New Year's episode. Yeah, I've seen it described as a New Year's episode. I've also seen it described as an 11th episode that will air on New Year's Day. Yeah, and then we won't get any episodes for a year is what people are saying, right? Yeah, basically we'll get another uh, effectively wilderness year. We won't get um, Doctor Who again Man. until... 2020 2020 and i was uh chit-chatting with uh keir hansen of gallifrey public radio on twitter today Mm -hmm. um and he says that he has uh uh, seen rumors about um uh new companions uh for season 12 and not our current team now i have not seen anything further to substantiate that well, I think um, who was it? Somebody said uh, it was uh, M- Mandeep Gill said something. Yeah, she's. I can't remember what it was, but she's like, I don't know if we're coming back next season. We don't know. So, oh, so it could just it could just, if, yeah. if it's based off that, it could just be like, well, we got to be hush hush. Yeah, kind of like when Clara was like, I don't know if I'm coming back. Right, and then she came back, and then yeah, <laughs> a crow killed her. Um, it's a raven. Whatever. Uh, Taylor, let's talk about this episode, shall we? Okay. Well, not yet, because we got some story notes. Uh, we'll the, get there. <laughs> the Saranga Conundrum. I won't tell you our alternate title. You have to wait for that. Or you've already seen it because you're you're listening to this. Yes. Oh, thank you no. For what is happening? Thank you. The time change. It's the flipping time change. Yeah. And let's see, we got uh, Jody Whitaker starring as the Doctor. Mandeep Gill as Yasmin Khan. Tossin Cole as Ryan Sinclair. Bradley Walsh as Graham O'Brien. You know what? Bradley Walsh, I heard, is the uh, the king of primetime over over in the UK. Yeah, because he had this show and he had another show playing at the same time. Oh his, wow! His um, he has that game show, I guess. Oh right, right, right. I don't know. Uh, Brett Goldstein as Astos. Mm-hmm. And, oh boy, just say it, Taylor. Lois Chimimba. Chimimba as Mamby. Mambly. <laughs> Mably. Mably. I know, but the, the way it is, the, and especially the first time that I wrote it in the notes, I'm like, Mabel. I'm like, wait, that's not right. No, that is definitely not right. Oh boy. Mably. Written Mabley. by the Chibs, directed by Jennifer. Jennifer, what is happening? This is a mess. I don't know what's going on, everyone. Time Changes, directed by Jennifer Parrott. Uh, d- uh, first aired, oh my goodness, first aired November 4th, 2018. It's the fifth story of season 11. Taylor, please talk because I can't. Oh, right. So ask the guy who's got the post-nasal drip going on. Look, to man, All right, fine. you've got it. You've got it better than me. Apparently. <laughs> I, I don't know what is happening over here. I apologize. 
Well, our story notes brought to you by the fine folks over at TARDIS Wikia who are working hard to get information up as soon as an episode airs. Bless them all. Yes. Uh, pretty much every scientific fact about antimatter given by the doctor in this episode is true to real science. God love you guys. I've heard that as well. And real science. I heard that from the resident scientist that lives here. Excellent. You we all look. Him, we you all have look. A resident scientist. We do. He knows. Excellent. He knows the science. We looked at him and he went, "Yep, checks out." And we went, "Cool. That's awesome. <laughs> we believe you. That's awesome." And yeah. by the way, just to support real science, if you are listening to this on the day that this episode drops, please go out and vote. Oh yeah, vote, everyone. Go vote because it's really flipping important. Um, if if you're listening to this after Tuesday, November sixth. And you did vote. Thank you. If you didn't, I'm going to punch you. No, Whoa. I'm not. I'm not. I'm sorry. I feel very strongly about this. That's fine. But I won't punch you, I promise. Well, good. All right. Well, images of a Cyberman and Ood, a Weeping Angel, a Raxacor, Kefalopatorian. Ah, God bless you. A Santarn, a Silent, a Silurian, and a Zygon appear on the console screen in rapid succession. I literally, oh, yeah. both times I watched it missed it i literally had to run it back the second time and be like oh it's on that part of the screen yeah folks you'll miss it if you're not looking for it and if you're looking for it you're probably gonna miss it yep it is uh, it is very quick it is yeah it's super super quick um but they all flash on a console screen in rapid succession before mably success selects oh boy a briefing oh no it's ting. it's spread it has spread <laughs> oh oh boy the doctor says, snap, when her and the general say the same thing. She's said this in her second, sixth, tenth, and twelfth incarnations. Ah, cool. Who knew? Yeah. So that's a, we'll call that a very, very, very subtle, veiled, uh, classic and modern Who reference. Yeah. Why not? And the doctor loves the musical Hamilton and has seen it many times throughout her lives. And apparently Min, uh, 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 um, Manuel Lynn Miranda tweeted, he retweeted it yeah. and quoted it and someone just retweeted it again, came across my timeline, but I don't see it now. It was very cool. It was, it was. So to, to get that kind of callback, you know, from, yes. from the people we're referencing is always neat. Very, yes. Very, very cool. Very cool. Indeed. <laughs> Taylor, you have a world famous synopsis for us. Let's I go. Do. All right, Team Tardis stumbles across a nasty surprise on a junk planet and end up on a lifeline flight to a med base where they find themselves having to defend themselves against the most cutest, woodest widow alien ever. <laughs> that will also eat the ship and kill them if they don't act quickly. Oh, goodness gracious. So, Taylor, I, I was going to hit you with a bit of a hot take, right? Uh, we talked about yes, this. Yes, I, I could I could feel this hot take boiling behind your microphone. So I was sitting, uh, I was I was halfway through this episode, and then I saw your story note about all the old baddies. I went to go watch it, and I went, I need to go eat food before I start recording, because if I don't, it'll be like 9.30, and I don't want to eat then. Oh, and with the time change, it'll feel like 10.30. Oh, yes. Oh, boy, I didn't even Sorry, that didn't help that. it, did it? That's okay. But... I was sitting at our dining room table and I was eating my food and I said out loud to my girlfriend, Lauren, I said, this season isn't that good, is it? And she said, no, I don't think it is. Um, I have been 
very underwhelmed. Okay. Um, I saw the the early returns for this episode. I went. Yeah, I did too. People were like, "It's good. It's the best episode that they've had." Oh, you were reading different returns than I had. Yeah, and I was like, "Okay, I'm ready. It looks it looks cool." And I was just like, "I don't know." Now, don't get me wrong. I love Team Tardis. Uh, I love the character development we're getting from those characters, mm-hmm. including the Doctor. Mm-hmm. It's these side stories. I uh, let me tell you, I did not care about Eve or uh, Durkis. Durkis, yeah, Durkas, Durkis. I didn't. I didn't care, and I, I I think I've referenced this before, probably in episode thirty nine, <laughs> something like that. But uh, I I took one uh, script writing class, and there was one thing my script writing teacher would always tell me: if if you can't, if you don't care about the characters, you won't care what happens to them. It's hmm? a very good point. And I just didn't care, which sucks. <laughs> um, I mean, I thought Yoss was interesting. I thought everything, what Yoss did to progress the character of uh, of of Ryan, mm-hmm. I thought was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, I I don't know. I just felt very underwhelmed. And it, let me tell you, as soon as we saw the Pateng for the first time, I <laughs> I laughed very hard. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know. It was just I don't know. And I'm I'm don't get me wrong. I'm very sad. I feel this way. I am just I don't know what's happening. I don't know. I'm just very underwhelmed. And I know we we had that article that said. Um, I think I'm ready for Doctor Who to stop proving that it's Doctor Who. And I, I agree, I think. I I know what the show is, mm-hmm. and I don't need it to prove it to me anymore. They, they did it in the first episode. I went, cool, it feels like it. Let's go. Yeah. And now yeah. I'm like, I don't... <sighs> I don't know, Taylor. Taylor, what? how do you feel about things that just came out of my mouth? It's okay to feel that way. I still love the show. I'm just disappointed. Oh, no doubt. I'm just disappointed. I have no doubt. I, um, I, I have had times where I've felt a little underwhelmed. Um, I haven't. I don't think I've quite felt it to the extent that you describe. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, again, I, I, I kind of was describing that you know earlier during the news. Is it's, um, there is part of me. At at this, I don't know. I don't know if it's this point in my life, this point in um, my. I can't really call it podcasting career because it's not like I make money off it. <laughs> <laughs> not yet, sir. Yeah, we can hope. Well, yeah, we'll we'll see. I don't think it's going to give me a four hundred one k, but uh, um, where I realize that in order to do this show with you, I I go in with a more critical eye. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's very easy to really pick apart every little thing. It's so easy to do that. Oh yeah, it um, is. And I, I think what I'm, what I'm doing different 
this season, and part of that is because it's on Sunday night, mm-hmm. is Sunday night, I'm just sitting there watching it. Yes. I'm just taking it in. Which is what um, I've been trying to do as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then Monday during lunch, and I've talked about this before, is I'll rewatch it. That's when I take notes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that helps a little bit because I've got headphones in at that point. I can hear things better, like the music and such, or, or bits of dialogue that I might have missed the night before. Um, and this is when I can be um, a little more critical. Um, previously, I mean, I literally, I was just taking notes as the episode aired. And I don't know that that's always the best way to do it. Um, and, you know, there there are times where, you know, things have fallen um, a little flat or um, like last week when we were talking about the episode and kind of as things oh, go yeah. on, you're kind of like, look, look, there's actually all these holes in this episode. I was like, well, dang. Yeah, yeah you're, you're right. Um, yeah. But I'm just going to say, remember, remember two things. Not every episode of Doctor Who is going to be groundbreaking and absolutely you know, blow your socks off and be like, Oh my gosh, this is my new favorite episode. Yeah. Um, if that happened, the show actually would probably get really boring really fast. Um, because nothing would be special anymore. Right. Um, the other thing, this is so thoroughly a new team, not just in front of the camera, but also behind the camera Yeah, and up in the production office and, and way down at BBC center. Um, that, in a lot of ways, even though these people have all worked in TV before, this is probably new ground for them in many ways. And I know that they are, um, you know, they've basically taken a slightly different tack with this season. And it's like, look, we are breaking new ground. We have got a lady doctor. Um, we are making a conscientious effort to be, more inclusive to tell some historical stories to, um, you know, have people in front of them behind the camera that represent all sorts of different races and orientations and everything. They, they're doing a lot, um, before even going, well, and we're going to tell some really cool stories. Yeah. So taking all of that into account, I kind of come to it personally and everybody's going to be different. I'm going to come to this season going, okay, they're trying to do all this and tell a good story. They're going to probably stumble and probably be working on finding their legs Yeah, while doing this. And I'm not trying to excuse anything and be like, oh, this episode was full of plot holes. Yeah, but, you know, they had a writer who was a person of color. So, hey, awesome, which is awesome. Don't get me wrong. Um, I'm not going to use it to excuse anything, but that that's partially the lens that i'm looking at this season through okay i can does that make sense yeah that makes sense okay because now now i need some water (laughs) (laughs) i feel like uh, uh, we still but all that being said there still needs to be somebody i don't think i wonder if there's no one in this writer's room that's like yeah but why is that happening you know it just feels like no one is is asking why why is this happening like for instance something that i found confusing in this okay. in this episode and maybe it was said i didn't get to rewatch it fully the second time around my i don't know what is going on with 
the thing I was watching it on, but it kind of crashed on me, and I went, well, let's just start recording. (laughs) Um, The doctor being injured. Okay. That really didn't hinder, I don't know if that's the correct word, didn't really hinder her from doing anything, so I don't know why it was a, a, a thing she was, to use a wrestling term, selling it. The entire time. I'm not sure what the point of that was because, and also, um, everybody else seemed perfectly fine. Yeah. Which I thought was very strange. But then, you know, you you can also, I wish someone would just be like, why is she doing that? Mm -hmm. And it could have just been as simple as, well, she was in the main, she was in the way of the blast the most. So she caught the most of it. Well, and yeah. I mean, she she certainly was the one closest to it. Not yes. that the other three were that far behind her. No, they were very close to her. They were all very close. Yeah. Um, and that that's a really good point. Um, and I feel like that there there was you know a chunk of the episode, like a quarter of the episode, where she seemed to be fine. Yeah, you and, know? Then, and was... then all of a sudden it's like, ooh, okay, yeah, those those ribs are still sore. My yeah. exospleen is you know still resettling or whatever it was. But it just seemed like it was so strange that. Everyone else behind her was completely fine. They were like, oh, you were the last one to wake up. And then they're like trying to leave and she's all hurt and they're just like totally walking all fine. I don't know. It just seemed very strange to me. No. And that's a good point. And when they when they first when they fir- first meet Yoss, the uh, um, our pregnant dude. Yes. Um, he's like, oh, you you're the sonic blast you're you're the sonic mind yes, guys you yes. know how you feeling and ryan just kind of standing there like not looking in pain not looking all roughed up he's like oh rough yeah <laughs> and it's like okay so so you're still feeling groggy maybe from I, the sedatives i don't know it just seemed very it was very strange that um, really just I, I stood agree. out to me it was a little bit now, I mean, I'm going to hop all over the place. If you want to pump the brakes, go for it. One thing right. I I really loved while we're talking about character stuff is um, I loved the little role reversal we got with um, Astos and the Doctor, where she's like, I got to get back to my thing. I got to do this. You got to turn this thing around. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, hey, you can't do that. And she's like, don't. She she didn't John Locke him, but she might as well have. <laughs> Don't tell me what I can and can't do. And right. she, he says, my job is to keep everyone safe, and you're stopping me from doing that. And yep. she takes a long, hard think and goes, you're right. And he, he says another line a little later before, you know, he explodes. Um, <laughs> uh, that is also very, very doctor-like. And she just kind of looks at him and says, I don't like being told what to do. Yes, uh, <laughs> but yes, they it, had some good dialogue. Yes, they had some very good dialogue, and I thought that was that was a a really cool thing. And the thing is, like, Astos was there for maybe five minutes, and he died. And I was like, oh, that sucked. And mm-hmm. then everyone else, I was kind of like, I don't care about these people. I mean, I cared about Yoss and his newborn baby, of course. Uh-huh. Uh, Ronan was an android, so I could have taken it or leave it. I thought our cute little monster was going to eat him. Um, that didn't happen. Oh, yeah. Cause yeah, he's not, point. wait, oh no, he is made of organic. Wait, what doesn't it eat? It doesn't, it eats in organic material, right? Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's not a carnivore. 
Correct. So it it's probably would have eaten him. Partsivore. I don't know. A partsivore. Oh, cute. <laughs> not not a pizzavore. That would be me. <laughs> yeah. I just have an enlarged picture of the pating. He's so cute. He um, is. He's adorable. I expect to see him on shelves by Christmas, folks. Oh, my goodness. A little plushy pating. Yes. <laughs> I would probably feel Oh, it. man. Uh, all right. Let's steady this this uh i'm heading back up i kind of copied your um funny enough your structure of notes so let's talk about the structure all right um i think uh, right up top i remember when i was watching it last night i went what is happening there's just so much happening within this if anything we should have uh went back in time and got some classic who people to slow down the pace yeah because they probably probably could have used that there i was like what is happening there's so much yeah, going we, on we've got a, an a story a, and a b story and even i would say a, well maybe it's two b stories and an a well i um, i'd say we all happening at once yeah there is there's at least five stories going on yeah at least and it was a lot to put into uh this episode i don't think it never felt, man, maybe it did feel a little too much. Maybe that's why I didn't care about some of the characters. You take well, out one storyline and we're good. Yeah, let things breathe a little bit more. Yeah. Maybe you yeah. should have made Yas and the brother one character. That would have been that, insane. Well, that would have been, yeah, that that, that would have been, especially because they're two different races and it's very clear that the Ciceros are human. Right, right, right. Um, but, uh, um, yeah, it, it, I feel like, yeah, I mean, I, f- I feel like there were things that kind of went, uh, left unsaid. Yeah. Um, like, like it, it just, it would have been nice to have a scene where they get back to the TARDIS, you know, the whole talk about the junk planet and her early kind of panicking, yeah. um, kind of suggested to me that like, oh, well maybe it does get taken by <laughs> yes. someone or How something. How funny. Would it be early in the story and then it never happens? How funny would it be if, and I'll talk about this in a second, we bring the cold open back for the next episode and we go, here we are, back where the TARDIS is, and it's not there, and it's like, ah, f- doo doo. <laughs> it just opens the cold <laughs> open. Especially if the credits and the music come in right in the middle of a swear. Yes, that would be amazing. That would be the best. I, yes. tr- I tried to time that very well, but no, no, cold, good. cold open, I think. This episode, like the other episodes, could take it or leave it. I know I said I missed the cold open. Yeah. But I feel like this one could have benefited a lot from a cold open. Just imagine if after the explosion we get opening credits. That of the Sonic Mine? Yeah. That would be interesting. That would have been, I feel like I would have at least had time to be like, oh man, I would have been able to have time to process that and then be ready for whatever was to come next instead of explosion now we're here hey don't get up hey what's that guy who are these people hey that dude's pregnant oh there's a little cute alien on here you know (laughs) (laughs) i feel like just breaking that up a little bit would have uh we would have greatly benefited from that or at least i would have what am i no i I can see the advantage of that that's yeah yeah i agree um I kind of like that it takes a little bit of work to kind of sort out the Pating's motivation. Yes. And I mean, while we're talking about, you know, it takes some work to do that. I love that this episode was mostly sonicless. Yes. 
oh my gosh and I, I, I got a little panicked when it when it first got eaten and i was like oh my god we're gonna have to get a new sonic now yeah but then he coughs it back up but it was kind of nice that it's like oh crap it's not working it's just um i think for a minute i went oh no uh, yeah are we gonna get a new are we gonna get a new sonic already did they throw <laughs> us a curveball here but no it was just a temporary thing but that's okay. Yeah, it yeah, works yeah. for for the purposes of the story. And then, of course, she she gets it back and working. And instead of pushing a button to open an airlock door, she uses the goddamn stuff. <laughs> like, really? I you must be excited because you just got it back. I okay, fine. Well, she has to see if it works, Taylor. Come on. Okay. I mean, see, just because it goes perfectly good point. Just because it's all lighty uppy doesn't mean that it's openy dory. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Jeez. Oh man. Um, I have. No notes about music. I don't know what's happening. Um, you know, I'll be honest. I I went to go rewatch it today, and um, uh, my cable services app was having issues, and I'm like, um, uh oh, <laughs> yeah, not be able to get a second watch in. And I was just trying to think back to the episode last night, and I'm like, I don't remember the music at all. Oh boy! But then things got sorted out and I was able to watch it and it, it was still relatively subtle and atmospheric. It, it certainly doesn't over the overwhelm the story anywhere, but it did feel like it was in more of that empty space. Yeah. It, um, I, it didn't really stand out to me. I'm j- I'll just, and that's fine. I'll just say that. I mean, yeah, the music doesn't always have to be like this huge <laughs> overbearing thing, you know? Yeah, exactly. But it, it definitely was there again. That's, the benefit, at least for me, sometimes to to watch it with headphones on, is you can you can hear that that lighter stuff, and some of that score is so gentle and and like so atmospheric that you almost completely miss it. Yeah, yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, I love the. Let's talk about. I have. I. Uh, I think we need to split these up. I think you had camera work and uh, special effects, and then I put in costume design. So I. <laughs> I don't oh, we know. Could, we could throw it in, of course. Um, I I know at the top I went. I'm underwhelmed, but uh, there is some really good stuff in this episode. Besides, besides me still saying that I've been underwhelmed. Anyway, I loved um, all of the outfits on the uh, on the ship. Everyone, yeah. that they were all wearing. Um, it looks like they're just white, but nope, they are patterned. Dog. <laughs> they look very cool and i love um the little blue pattern on the side of them mm-hmm. i even really liked um ronin's uh his little his outfit. outfit too i thought the, yeah yeah i thought the costume design was was very cool um oh totally and the the little like um flashlight gloves yes oh that, that was cool i forgot about that that yeah. was and i'm looking at i'm looking at those outfits i'm like if somebody wanted to do just a really simple cosplay that's not a main character of some kind they could do um you know a syringa medic oh man i would really pretty easily i would i would love to cosplay that that would be fun i think that'd be really cool and so long as you're not a really messy eater because oh well it's are mostly white yeah that's so i could not for sure (laughs) i just always spill on myself so (laughs) Where was that character, the guy who couldn't keep his uniform clean? <laughs> Probably on a different ship. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I do. I'm sorry. I wanted to jump back and just make, I think maybe I need to merge like structure and story into the same thing. Yeah, maybe. 
Oh, but well, we're working it out. Yeah, we're still kind of ironing. I mean, I moved stuff around this week to to kind of better organize them. But um, going back to kind of what we were talking about, about, you know, not every week should be groundbreaking. Were you ever a fan of the X-Files? Did you ever watch the X-Files much? Sir, yes, of course I did. Okay. Just checking. <laughs> We've never Just talked about the X Files. No, we talked about Lost. Oh my god, that was our thing when we worked together. Yes, I loved the X Files. I actually okay. just a story. I went on eBay, um, and I bought the complete box set. Nice, but it was from I can't remember where it was from. I think it was seventy dollars, and it was in a wooden briefcase. I'll see wow. if I can find it. It was um, very interesting. Um, X-Files wooden case. I I would be very interested. It, it was definitely, there's no way they should have been selling it. It was probably very uh, bootlegged. But um, it was super <laughs> cool, like the little X-Files case it came in. And yeah, it, was, it sounds it. I think it was every season. I could be wrong. But anyways, yes, I love the X-Files. Okay, so you remember how the X-Files had Monster of the Week episodes and yes. then Mythology episodes? Yes. Right? Yes. Saranga Conundrum, Monster of the Week. Absolutely. Not every episode can be a Mythology episode. Oh, no, definitely not. That's There's my analogy for the night. Fair enough. I'm going to find yeah. this for you. I'm not right now, but I tried to do a quick search, but... I don't have a picture of it, but it's it was very cool, and I got it for nice. seventy dollars anyway. And the and I think the subtitles were always on, but anyway, <laughs> I've had DVDs like that. <sighs> yeah, I, I I I loved I loved a lot of the design of this episode. Oh, all of the video um, screens looked amazing. The whole ship looked fantastic. Yes, the ship design, the interfaces were great. Um, you know. Um, uh, I even loved just the look of the junk planet. Yes, the look of the I junk mean, planet was very good too. I can't imagine that they found a junkyard somewhere that that was that big. So I'm sure they had something smaller and they had to composite in, you know, the rest of it. But it looked really neat. Yes. Um, and we we didn't really get a lot of wide shots in the episode. We we've got a story that's very contained. Yeah. You know, we're in the ship, we got quarters, but I still I still feel like Jennifer Parrott was able to get some interesting camera work in. I think oh, what scene am I thinking of? Right after they kind of come up with their main plan to like protect the antimatter chamber mm-hmm. and then also go off and do a couple other things. Like the group of them come out of the room, like the you know, the doors part, they come out of the room. But the camera is like rotating from right to left, mm-hmm. and it kind of comes out of this rotation and then follows them. It was it was I'm doing a, probably a terrible job describing it, but it was a really just kind of neat effect. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I I <laughs> no no I agree. Um, I it felt like very very contained, and you know we had something not chasing us, but in the room with us mm-hmm. or in the walls with us and a lot of tight shots. Um, yeah, but still, yeah, the big feel of the new, um, you know, cameras they're using. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, tell me, do you feel like the Pating actually kind of looks like it belongs in one of those men in black movies? Oh, absolutely. Some, <laughs> I saw somebody post that's like, Oh, I knew we saw that somewhere before, and it was of uh, 
Stitch, and I was like, it doesn't look anything like Stitch. Yeah, I I saw somebody kind of compare the story to. It's like, oh, but it's 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 like their take on Lilo and Stitch. And no, it isn't. There, there's no, there's no Hawaii in any any part of this episode, folks. I don't know what you're what you're getting at. And I'm sure there's uh, at least one less person exploding in that movie. (laughs) Probably yes. Jeez. Um. Um. I, I think one of the guys on Radio Free Scar, I was listening to that this morning, uh, referred to him as Nibbler. Nibbler. Like, yeah, <laughs> let's talk about Pating here. I think okay. this is some of the coolest special effects I think they've done in a little while. Oh, uh, yeah. At least for a, a monster. Um, it looked really cool. It was also, I, I don't know if it was intentionally supposed to be this cute. Uh I get the feeling they, they, they probably did intend that on some level. And I, and I love just the straight cartoonishness of it. Here's this yeah. giant part that is bigger than me. Ow. Yes. You know? Like, and I love like how she's in the background going, I'm sorry, it exploded him. And it's just like, I need to find some food. And it's just like yep. keeps eating. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, this thing was great. And I love that it's like, the what the computer's like, the pating... If it is a species, it's like, wait, what? They're like, somebody probably created it. I'm like, that's even more frightening. Right? Oh, God, what if it's a Stenza thing? Yeah, I was just going to say that. What if it's a Stenza thing? What if it's a Stenza thing? What if it's a thing the Stenza wants to hunt? They made it so they could, I don't know, so their, (laughs) their warriors could try and destroy it. Maybe. But that, that whole, um, that whole like case file thing on the pating and it's like, Oh, don't do this. Don't touch it. Yeah. Don't rile it up. Don't give it, you know, oatmeal before breakfast or yeah. whatever it was. And it was just like, I'm like, all I could hear in my head is like, you know, don't poke. Uh, what was it? The, the super happy fun ball, you know, yes. um, just reminded me of a old, Saturday Night Live sketch that, like, maybe you and me and one other person on this planet remember. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, that was that that whole little piece describing it. Dude was was really good. People but it are, also sets up everything you need to know in order to actually combat it. People are going absolutely insane online for the pating. Mm-hmm. Everyone, <laughs> they're all losing their minds. Yeah, which is fine because. I'm all hail the pating. <laughs> I honestly might make the pating my new uh, Twitter profile picture. Why not? Just but you know, you'll it's have so to. Funny. You'll have to Photoshop a little, uh, you know, a Mets hat on it. Well, I, I was I was gonna do some uh, los. Uh, oh, los ingobernables. Yes. <laughs> the hat and the little the little hand over the eye thing. Oh my goodness. I could see I could see you doing that, or 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 me because I've got Photoshop. I might <laughs> I might need you to do this. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> yes. Oh, Pating. No, the Pating was great. It looked so. It was just very cool. Everything you know, everything about it was was fun. And I love that 
the doctor's like, I don't know what it is. And it's like, and she's like, Jesus, what the hell? Their reaction to it when it gives that giant growl is is great. It's it's terrific. They just all kind of reel back in horror going, oh, God. Yeah. What are we in for? Um, I did like, and I don't have this written down. Uh, it's kind of like a, a character. I did like when we were all in the same room and we went, okay, there's a ting on board. What are mm-hmm. we going to do? And I did like that um, Eve was like, I've encountered one before. It doesn't want to like eat. Is She's the one that says it doesn't want to eat anything or it doesn't want to eat people. It wants to. I can't remember what she did. What, is, what does she say about it? it oh, oh, it I, massacred her entire fleet. Yes. And that's how she learned that they killed relentlessly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she was giving us some information. Um, wait, another pating. Oh, this is the history. I'm reading the wiki. I'm like, wait a minute. There's another cute little pating running around. <laughs> pating is uh, just fun to say. It does. It rolls off the tongue well. It's it's just good. Good, good stuff. Um, What else, Taylor? What else do you want to talk about? We got a couple of Team TARDIS moments that I really liked. Yeah, let's talk character stuff. Um, I really liked when we first discover what the Pating is. We can't defeat it. We can't do any of this stuff. And Yaz says, I don't fancy its chances. Yes. And Ryan says, yeah, I back us every time. Absolutely. And that's some good stuff. That's some yes. Team TARDIS stuff. That's right. That I love. Let's do this. We can do this. We'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. That is good stuff. I love that. Yeah, I like I like that very much. The other part that I really like, and it was kind of right around the same time. Um, uh, Graham and the Doctor have this. I call it the. So it's just us exchange. Yes, and he's like, so it's just us against you know this thing. Yes, on this ship. Yes. In space. <laughs> and I just, for whatever reason, just, just the timing of it, I yeah. really enjoyed. Um, although, speaking of Graham, I, I again, I, I, man, he's really one of my favorite characters this season. Oh, yeah, he's great. I'm, I'm so on board uh, with Graham. He's got some good dialogue on this episode. I'm not sure that kind of like his story arc or anything was really kind of furthered in this episode. But I do wonder that whole talk about like right when they come out and wake up on the ship, they talk about, you know, stabilize the viral organs. Cause that's what the sonic mind does. It kind of mm-hmm. messes you up inside. I'm like, I wonder if it's affected his cancer at all. Oh, Oh, <laughs> I mean like in a good way. Oh, like, okay. Brought it back. I mean, this is a med ship. Yeah. You, f- you, you think they would, uh, if they would examine them, they would have told him if something was wrong. Right. Right. Or, yeah, I mean, being 67th century technology, yes. you know, they probably would have been like, oh, yeah, we noticed that you had this, you know, really ancient, uh, you know, disease that was eradicated forever ago. So, hey, we took care of that for you. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it obviously that didn't get mentioned. So right. I don't know. I don't know. Just was one of those things where like that at, at the mention of the vital organs, I was like, hmm, I wonder if. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, maybe we will find that out in a later episode. That would be that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Graham, still not getting that fist bump, dude. It's I am not... so annoyed with Ryan. I over that. I really I'm hope like, it's time for them to fist bump. Yeah, I really hope this isn't a "I'm dying, Ryan, fist bump me" <laughs> kind of God. thing, or 
I'm dying, Graham. I will give you fist bump now. Yeah. I really hope it's not it's not like that. That would be very stupid. It it, it would, so I'd, I don't think they would do it. But at, at this point, the adventures they've been through, even they even at the beginning of the episode referenced. Oh yes, you know some other place that they've been. Yes, and it's like okay, you guys have been traveling for a little while. You guys have defeated some baddies. You guys have been through some wild times. Yeah, give them the goddamn fist bump already. I know. Do it. Come on, man. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I uh, mean, it was interesting though to kind of get the the backstory on his mom's death and everything. Yeah, ru- that was rough. That's, yeah, that's rough. Like, yeah. And he he figures everyone said he looked like his mom, so that's probably why his dad left. Mm-hmm. And he didn't. He I guess he couldn't blame him. Um, but he kind of does, and it's kind of he has a killer speech to um to Yas. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. See, that's some good stuff right there. That, that was, totally is. I mean, loved that. When when I when I first saw Yoss, and it's like, oh, look, it's a dude, and he's pregnant. And I was like, okay, are we going for laughs here, or yeah, just what? And I kind of wasn't really sure. Yeah. How to take it? And then you kind of learn that his race is like, well. The boys give birth to boys and the girls give birth to girls. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll run with that. And then I kind of went, man, what if that was what it was like in our culture? I know, right? How different, how different would human culture be? Probably be. If the guys had to give birth to. Probably be really much better. It would be. <laughs> I Honestly, I think it would be. I, 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 I think the vast majority of the male population of the planet would be a lot more compassionate than they are right now. Hey, go vote. Yeah, go vote. <laughs> go be compassionate. Go vote. Oh man! Um, but a, um, but killer speech. Um, yes, exactly. It yeah. was it, it was probably a little therapeutic for him too. I think so. I think so. So I that... think so. I I think I think so far we're getting a lot of Ryan story arc and, yeah. and character development. We're getting a, a bit of Graham. Yaz really needs something to do. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I believe next next time. We yes. get to next time. Yes. She um she has some good stuff. So she has a whole storyline it seems like. Yes. It's all and, and it's all about I'm thrilled her. for that. Yes. But I feel like up to now there hasn't been a lot for her to do other than, you know, kick a a bag with a, <laughs> a lumpy stuffed animal down a hall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. I mean, I, I really I, I I loved the whole how antimatter works discussion and I loved how that whole um uh drive piece looked yes and the oh. fact that it was kind of shimmering and you were kind of getting like heat waves off yeah. or something and the whole thing was really well done but i also have to think then this is again this is me being that nitpicky viewer it's like look if you're in an emergency situation do we really have time to explain how antimatter works yeah how this is the iphone version of cern <laughs> which is funny but accurate yeah Oh boy, mm-hmm. oh boy. Let's see. I, I mean, I, I. Th- <sighs> Here's the thing. Astos has that whole speech that he gives, um, wh- when he's dying to, um, Mably. Mably? Yeah, to Mably, mm-hmm. and he's like, "You can do it. I believe in you. I've always believed in you. Don't be scared." But she, for the most part, seems pretty capable the entire way through. <laughs> 
She does. I mean, there there are definitely a number of spots where she's kind of doubting herself. Yeah. And doubting what to do. Um, but then we get her with the doctor. And the doctor does this. I mean, um, you know, she's got the, these these great, um, you know, responses to like, oh, you're a doctor too. Um, yeah, medicine and science and Legos <laughs> and um, whatever else there was. Peanut butter sandwiches. Um, Something like no, that. No, not peanut butter sandwiches. Um, but hope, you know. Yeah. And that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of those messages of hope and resourcefulness coming out of the doctor. And I love that. Um, but then she's got this whole other one where she's going, look, it's, it's just like treating patients, yes. you know, and, and, you know, imagine the answer and now let's work out how do we get there? Yeah. Um, and that folks, I'll tell you right now that, that, that's a life lesson. Just, just keep that one with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she seemed pretty capable. So I was just kind of like, I don't. The speech, I get it, but also she seemed fine the entire time. Um, I guess we should get to the the brother and sister combo here, even though mm-hmm. I didn't really. I was like, all right. So she's a pilot. He is a engineer, I believe. Yep. And then we also have Ronan, who is um, Eve's assistant. Yeah. Um, she has been taking... Oh boy, blockers, adrenaline, adrenaline, blockers. adrenaline blockers. Yeah, uh, because she has something called pilot's heart. Yeah, is this that is an kind of an actual thing? Um, not so far as I know. Hmm. Um, but if you imagine, you know, you've got to now. She her specialty is uh, literally interfacing with the ship's systems in order to pilot. This is not Sulu in front of a desk, right? Uh, this this isn't wash with a yoke um, or anything else that might be coming into the cockpit. Let's not go there. <laughs> um, sorry. Um, you know, this is literally you're integrating uh, yourself into a symbiotic relationship with the ship in order to pilot it. Yeah. Um, that has got to do, you know, just imagining what that might be like, just some bonker stuff to your physiology. Oh, absolutely. Um, and so what has happened to her is there's been such a rush. It's such an adrenaline rush to experience that all the time that her body, now that she's, you know, had to step away from that role is, is still trying to kind of, um, kind of pump that it, it's gotten used to pumping adrenaline into the system. Right. And so now that she's stepped away from it, the body's still going, I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do this. And that's why she's taking the blockers. Um, and, and so apparently at this point in human history, you know, you've got this role that a pilot can play in certain types of ships, obviously, where you have that interface, but it has side effects. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This felt a little forced to me. Yeah. I mean, the brother sister thing. Like, mm, he's okay. all mad at her the entire time, and then, like, you can do this. I love you. And she's like, I'm going to die. And he's like, well, I guess I'll fly the plane now. Um, you know, and then I mm-hmm, did, like, mm-hmm. I thought the doctor was going to, she even said, I'll do it. And she said, nah, I'll do it. And <laughs> I will I will die. Although I, I did kind of like that 
that that exchange they had. She's like, it takes 12 years to learn how to do this. And she's like, I really need to spend more time in the 67th century. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, that's, that's kind of funny. Yeah. I mean, fair. I get it. You got to use your mind control powers. And yeah. I know they weren't mind control powers. So I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he, I like the, that he says, I can, I can rig this up so you can control this. And she's like, how long will it take? And he's like, give me some room. And he's like, it's done. It took me five minutes. <laughs> right? Yeah. And here's all this stuff. You're like, well, where did, where where did, did all this, this stuff come from? from? You're really good at this. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't really have a lot to say about that. And that's and that's fine. I mean, yes, some of it, it was, um, you know, insofar as that whole kind of brother-sister um uh, uh dynamic goes yeah it w- it was a little tropey yeah it was a little tropey um i'm going to go back to hey monster of the week mythology yeah monster of the week mythology go along for the ride i i agree it 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 probably could have worked better had it been done a little differently right. um i haven't really given thought as to how that would be done yeah but at the same time, hey, these guys are making TV, and I'm just sitting here talking about what they're doing. Yep, very true. That is, <laughs> that is absolutely I, true. Can we go back to Yoss for a second? Yes. Okay. I, at at a couple of different points in the episode, uh, I'm like, man, I feel like this actor looks a lot like Mark Gatiss in some ways. And I'm like, oh my God, can I imagine Mark Gatiss being this off the wall? Oh my goodness. <laughs> like that would be hilarious, but that would be I digress. Um, he names the baby avocado pear. Yes, which um, apparently is someone who is an Earth hero. An Earth hero. I cannot uh, wait for the era of avocado pear. Are we gonna? Is is um is avocado pear going to be this this um runs? Was it Je- Jeb the fish? Oh. <laughs> what was what was uh was it Jeb yeah. Jeb the fish? I think so. Oh my goodness. Or was it Jed? I forget. Jed the fish. It was Jed the fish. Okay. It I think it would be so funny and it doesn't even have to be this season if they go to a point in Earth's future and there actually is an avocado pear. I'm sorry, it was Jim the fish. Oh, Jim the fish. Okay. Yes. Why with Jed? Must have been his southern cousin, I guess. Well, Jed the fish is a radio DJ. Oh, shut up. Seriously? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. Anyhow. And Jeb the fish ran for president and said, please clap, right? He did say, please clap. He gave us the greatest meme of them all. Right. Please clap. Oh, boy. Anyhow. What else you got, Taylor? I think I'm, I'm noted oh, out. Oh, you know, it's... um. I have homonyms um, because the the planet or or med base that they were going to is called Rhesus One. And I'm like, God, why would they name it after a Rhesus monkey? <laughs> and then I and then I I thought about it again. I'm like, oh wait, no, Rhesus like resuscitate. Yes. And I'm like, that makes so much more sense now. See, That's this great, is what though. a second viewing can do. Yeah, can do wonders. Um, I, I'm, I'm just going to put it out there for anyone who wants it. Cause I've already got my galley ribbon set. Um, when the doctor is talking about just the design of the antimatter chamber, she's like, I love it conceptually. 
and actually i don't know why but i feel like that needs to be a ribbon so somebody please make it find me at galley and and give me one yes um i also liked honestly i liked that little kind of like prayer at the end i did too i really liked I, I it i thought that was a nice touch i thought that was very cool you know i that's that's one of those things where i'm like it's it's nicely non-denominational let's put it into usage world it's a space prayer space prayer there you go you know where all the science happens exactly anyway um exactly. let's talk about one one last thing here okay uh and you have uh, appropriately named popped into my head man go it for just it came out of nowhere this is all the you. behind the couch scale love it great name so what are we what are we giving this here well you know i we don't have any gory deaths no um we do have one heroic death technically um, two heroic well one yeah, yeah one, one and then the other guy yeah made a i mean as he said a rookie mistake exactly you know and that's that's not really you know here nor it, there it, it's shown at a distance yeah you know it's it's very clear that it happens yes um it's not dwelled on. There's no screaming or, you know, anything like that. Yeah. Um, and we have a cute, albeit really, really hungry alien. Yes. Um, yeah, I think the kids would probably be all right with this one. All right. Add it to the list. Add it to the list. We now have the behind the couch scale and the Duggan scale. Anything Duggan worthy in this episode? I don't think so. Um, not really any punching no. going on. No, there was kicking. We did kick the pating. We didn't talk about that, how we got rid this of our is, monster. The, the punted pating. Yeah, he was very much punted, um, which is very funny. Yeah. Um, and uh, there is a bomb in the... Basically, what happens is there's a bomb in the ship, and if um, they don't answer the call of Rhesus One... Uh, they're like, well, something's wrong. We should blow up the ship. It's kind of like that. Uh, but, yeah. Um, the doctor finds out after the Sonic uh, starts working again that the Pating doesn't just want to eat things. It wants things with energy in it. That's why mm-hmm. it um, genocided the space or the uh, the thing that um, the escape pod. Yeah, because it was going after life support systems in there. I don't know why it exploded, but because it had no life support systems or know. it was damaged yeah somehow maybe. because yeah one, anyway one of those things details yeah yeah details shmeetails mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway Ooh. um so she gets this um this bomb and from under the antimatter generator thingy and then she puts it in an escape pod and sets it to 51 seconds because that's what yaz tells her to set it to <laughs> That whole exchange was hilarious. That was a lot of fun. And then the Pating goes, oh, I'm going to eat this thing. And he eats it. Uh, she closes the doors behind it. The bomb explodes inside of the Pating. The Pating does not explode because it is, I don't know, indestructible or something. Yep. And then it's just kind of filled with uh, a warm <laughs> orange glow. And it's like, yeah, I'm fine. And then we let, shoot I'm it back so out. Happy. Yeah, we shoot it out into space. And so we just need to feed this thing bombs. Yes. Basically. Yes. So uh, Pating will come to Earth and take care of all of our nuclear weapons. Yes. Oh, hey, look at that. Let's get a Pating to Earth. I got a feeling that would actually be horribly dangerous. Oh, yeah. It would be very bad. <laughs> it would eat every, uh, so many things. Oh, yeah. Um, well, Taylor, I'll tell you, I do feel I do feel a little better about this episode. Do you? Do you after, feel good having talked it out a little bit? After talking about it, I feel That's a lot good. better. 
That's but uh, next time, it is not this episode that you have listed. Uh, you have oh, you have Kerbal. No, you're don't, absolutely right. Don't oh worry, because I, I was I, I was up. prepping. Next time we have the demons of the Punjab. Yes, thank you. It is directed by um, Jamie Childs, who you mm-hmm. will see at Gallifrey One, and it is written by uh, Vinay Patel. Uh, and it's starring all of our regulars and maybe some other people. I don't know because uh, there's no wiki for it yet. No, there's not. Um, should we get? Should we start giving a little synopses or no? Um, sure. Uh, the doctor and you have it handy. I do. The doctor and her friends arrive in Punjab, India, in 1947 as the country is being torn apart. While Yaz attempts to discover her grandmother's hidden history. The doctor discovers demons are haunting the island, and will probably mention that that uh, that thing they mentioned the rags that the rags said about. Oh, the, you you think we'll get some timeless child timeless stuff? child stuff? Maybe. So there Maybe. you go, folks. There you go. So, but until then, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at the Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice, and you can follow Taylor on Twitter at Blue Box UFO. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and now Spotify. Just search Podcastica. Rate and review us as well. Uh, also, subscribe to us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash the NOTLG. You can find uh, this show. You can find Tornado Tech Radio. You can find uh, If Memory Serves. Taylor, what do you guys got this month? Oh, this month we are talking about our favorite songs that came out in the year 1987. Perfect. Sounds like a good time. You all should oh, check it, it was. out. You all should check it out. Uh, also, head on over to notlg.spreadshirt.com. Buy one of your The Future of Time and Space female shirts. You can walk down Hollywood Boulevard and people can comment on it uh, in not a good way. Uh, but that's fine. They're idiots. Um, <laughs> that's a story for another time. Uh, Alrighty. Patreon.com slash NOTLG. Support us and uh, the podcasts that we have. Um, It's not free, people, but we appreciate if you can support us monetarily. Right? Monetarily? Mm -hmm. That's right. Those are the words. Uh, The Y-Axes, they do our music. They've always been cool to us, so let's be cool to them. Twitter.com slash the Y-Axes. Facebook.com slash the Y-Axes. Uh, the yxc.bandcamp.com. They, like us, are also on Spotify. I believe they're touring. They have a new song out, so that means a new album will follow very soon. So that's it for us this week. Join us again next week, episode 140. Yeah. Goodness gracious. And we will talk to you guys then. See ya. See ya. Or the Adventures of Otto Bear. That just that popped into my head while I was rewatching the episode. We don't have to run with that, but that no. just popped into my head. Oh, we're running with it. Oh, okay. All right. It is the alternate title unless something hilarious comes up. <laughs>